These are challenging times, but you don't have to navigate them alone. Welcome to How Can I Help? I'm Dr. Gail Saltz. I'm a clinical associate professor of psychiatry at the New York Presbyterian Hospital, a psychoanalyst, and best-selling author. And I'm here every week to answer your most pressing questions, hopefully with understanding, insight, and advice. Do you find yourself feeling that any successes or accomplishments you've achieved are some crazy stroke of luck? Or if people could see the real you, they would be disappointed? You might be suffering from imposter syndrome. Today, I'm answering a question from a young woman who seems to be having this struggle. In the 1970s, when this syndrome was first acknowledged, it was thought to be something only women struggled with. It is now known that it affects men and women equally. It affects as many as 70% of all people, particularly those who are relatively high achieving, and it definitely affects minority groups more. Imposter feelings represent a conflict between your own self-perception and the way others perceive you. Even as others acknowledge your abilities, you may find yourself saying to yourself, this success is just timing and good luck. You don't necessarily believe you earned the merits on your own, and you might fear that others will eventually realize the same thing. As a result, you likely pressure yourself to work harder in order to keep other people from recognizing these shortcomings or failures that you perceive. To become worthy of roles that you have or that you want, but think quietly that you don't deserve. And to make up for what you consider perhaps your lack of intelligence or other talent. And to ease feelings of guilt that you probably have over the erroneous belief that you are somehow fooling other people. The work you put in can keep the cycle going. Your further accomplishments, unfortunately, often don't reassure you because you consider them nothing more than the product of the effort to maintain this illusion of your success. And any recognition that you earn, you tend to think is keeping up this false image or maybe that somebody is taking pity on you and therefore keep linking your accomplishments to chance. You might take on all the blame for any mistakes you make and make them even bigger in your mind. Even minor mistakes might reinforce your belief in your lack of ability or intelligence. And sadly, over time, this can become a real cycle of anxiety, depression, and guilt. If you're living in constant fear of discovery and you strive for perfection in everything you do, then you might also feel guilty or worthless when you can't achieve it. And you might experience burnout and just being generally overwhelmed. This time of year, the start to school years and the start to next steps at work is a common time for imposter syndrome to really rear its head. The start to grad school or a new executive position are notorious for the rise of feelings of imposter syndrome. You're feeling, what am I doing here? I don't think I really deserve to be here. And someone is going to figure that out. 
Fears of failure can prompt increased emotional distress, and many people coping with imposter feelings also experience anxiety and depression. But living with depression or anxiety might mean you already experience self-doubt, low self-confidence, and worries about how others will perceive you. And this feeling of less than can lead to and even reinforce the belief that you don't really belong in your academic or professional environment. And overall, imposter syndrome can worsen mental health symptoms, which, as you can understand, creates a cycle that's difficult to break. It's not uncommon to feel unworthy of a career or academic opportunity that you just earned. You've aspired to this job or position, but worry you won't measure up to the expectations, or you don't believe that your abilities will match those of your coworkers or classmates. These feelings might settle down and fade over time as you get familiar with the role. Sometimes, though, they do get worse, particularly if you fail to receive support and positive validation and even encouragement from supervisors or peers which then robs you of the pleasure of what you're achieving and, in the long run, can undermine your ability to perform. So with that, let's get to my listener's question and ask, how can I help? Dear Dr. Saltz, I just started medical school, and it has been my dream for years, and I've worked so hard to get here. Nonetheless, I find myself walking around thinking everyone in my class is smarter, more able, and that sooner or later, it's going to become apparent I don't belong here. I really want to be a doctor. I obviously did well enough in my undergraduate work and my MCATs and my internship experiences to have earned a spot here, but I can't shake this feeling that this was just some stroke of luck, that when my classmates speak, they sound smarter than me more accomplished, and I pick apart everything I say afterwards, and I find it lacking. I feel so pressured to be more eloquent, to do more stuff for others, to take on more roles to prove I should be here, and I'm feeling constantly anxious and not good enough. This is not how I thought my medical school journey would start, and I don't know what to do about it. Can you help me with this? you are definitely describing feelings of imposter syndrome. It sounds like you may not have shared these feelings with anyone and are therefore under the misimpression that you are alone in these feelings, giving greater credence, therefore, to your thoughts than they deserve. It is likely that close to half of your class has very similar thoughts and feelings right now, and none of you are really sharing it with each other as you all try to hide your insecurities and avoid being what you fear is found out. Unfortunately, this keeps you locked in your current cycle of feeling unworthy. The first year of medical school, the first year of really any new move up the academic or executive ladder, is a classic time for such feelings to rear their head. There are several ways to decrease your struggle. People with imposter syndrome often struggle with perfectionism, and this makes academic life impossible. You want to do a good job, of course, but good is not perfect, 
Look at your schedule. Look at how long you spend doing tasks and make some limits. Stop at the limit of time rather than relying on repeatedly continuing until you've reached some infinite and unattainable line of perfect. It's really important to personally question where your perfectionism is coming from. Who pushed you to be perfect? How those thoughts pervade your mind and work to amend your thoughts, to be shooting for things like good, well done, and improvement for me, but not perfect. No one is perfect. And honestly, rare is the genius. Yet, people with imposter syndrome often wish they were or feel like they should be a genius. Accept smart enough and focus on understanding where you are really excelling, but also areas where you can keep growing and improving without self-flagellating about them. Understand everyone has strong areas and everyone has weak areas. Next, consider sharing your feelings with someone or many. Find a mentor. A mentor is really helpful, someone above your level who can give guidance, but also give good feedback about how you're really doing. Someone who can counter this inner dialogue of not good enough. A mentor can make a huge difference in self-perception. Another avenue of self-disclosure can be peers. You will be surprised to find how many people in your class have the same doubts and self-deprecating thoughts as you do. Knowing you are not alone and the people that you're admiring so much have the same types of self-doubt you have can go a long way to putting your own thoughts in check. If after doing these things, your feelings persist, or your anxiety and guilt become undermining in your functioning day-to-day, you should seek out the help of a therapist. A therapist can help you understand the origins of your thoughts, ways that you are keeping them locked in, and how to make changes such that you can change the thought patterns and get relief. I hope that was helpful. Back in a moment with more thoughts on imposter syndrome. Welcome back. Back with a few more thoughts on imposter syndrome. There's no single clear cause of imposter feelings, but a number of factors likely combine to trigger them. Underlying causes often start in childhood, in your upbringing, with parents who either pressured you to do very well in school, compared you to your siblings, were controlling or super overprotective emphasized your natural intelligence above all, or sharply criticized your mistakes. Academic success in childhood could also contribute to imposter feelings later in life. You're used to being great at everything. You value yourself exclusively for that. And as soon as struggle sets in, you feel overwhelmed. Maybe elementary and high school never posed much of a challenge. You learned easily and received lots of praise from teachers and parents. You may have internalized the idea that that's all that counts. In college, however, you find yourself struggling for the first time. 
you might begin to believe your classmates are all smarter and more gifted, and you might worry you don't belong in college at all. And there are certain personality traits that lend themselves toward developing imposter syndrome, like perfectionistic tendencies, low confidence in your ability to manage your behavior and successfully handle your responsibility. People tend to have higher measures on scores of what's called neuroticism and also lower scores on what's called conscientiousness. Fears of failure can prompt lots of emotional distress, and many people coping with imposter feelings also experience anxiety and depression. But living with anxiety and depression might mean you are already experiencing self-doubt and low self-confidence and worries about how other people perceive you. And this creates feelings of less than that can lead to and reinforce the belief that you don't really belong in your academic or professional environment. And as I mentioned, imposter syndrome can worsen mental health symptoms, creating this cycle that's difficult to step out of. It's not uncommon to feel unworthy of a career or an academic opportunity that you just earned. Yes, you want the job. It might even be your dream job. All the same, you might worry you won't measure up to expectations or believe that your abilities won't match those of your coworkers or your classmates. These feelings may fade as you settle in and get familiar with the role. Sometimes, though, they can get worse, particularly if you fail to get support, validation, and encouragement from your supervisors or peers. Some groups are more likely to suffer with imposter syndrome due to gender bias and institutionalized racism, which plays a huge role in these feelings. Research finds that anyone can experience these feelings, but they do tend to show up more in women and people of color. In other words, people who generally have less representation in professional environments. Awareness of the bias against your gender or race might lead you to work harder in order to disprove these harmful stereotypes you're perceiving. You might believe you need to dedicate more effort than anyone else in order to be taken seriously and earn recognition for your efforts. But simply knowing about these negative stereotypes can affect your performance, leading you to fixate on your mistakes and doubt your abilities. Microaggressions and discrimination, both obvious and subtle, that you experience along the way can reinforce the feeling that you don't belong, which sadly is exactly what they're intended to do. Even the name imposter syndrome can reinforce the perception of yourself as unworthy. The word imposter having a strong meaning of deceit and manipulation, while syndrome generally applies illness. But understanding what is driving these feelings, both from within and from the environment, can help you get a better handle on them. One important part is actually to stop comparing yourself to other people. Instead, focus on what you are doing, ways you are improving, things you are doing well, and notice how far you've come. Seeking mentorship from someone in a high up position can help you as can talking with similar peers who are likely to find themselves feeling similarly. Peer support can 
definitely dampen down these feelings as well. So stop focusing on being perfect and work towards being really good. But if you continue to struggle, then do consider seeing a therapist who can help you overcome feelings of unworthiness or the feeling of being a fraud, address anxiety, depression, or other distress that either predated or is as a result of this syndrome, and challenge the unwanted beliefs you're having so that you can reframe them and be much more comfortable. Do you have a problem I can help with? If so, email me at howcanihelp@senecawomen.com. All centers remain anonymous. And listen every Friday to How Can I Help with me, Dr. Gail Saltz.